Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is February 17, and our chapter reading for today is Deuteronomy chapter 1. That's right, we're in Deuteronomy. We're making our way through the words of God, and we have come to what the Hebrew Bible calls Devarim, the words. That's right, words. Devarim means words. Deuteronomos, Deutero means second, and then nomos is law, the second law. Now, that doesn't mean that God gave another law. It means that for the second time, Moses gave the law and rehearsed it to a generation that had not been very much aware of what was going on. Oh, they might have remembered it. But just remember, this had been 40 years ago that Moses had brought down the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone and all of the commotion about the golden calf. Those who were 20 years and above had all died in the wilderness except Joshua and Caleb. And now before they went over, the law had to be rehearsed. Now, when you go to Deuteronomy and read it, you will see a lot of things repeated from the book of Exodus and from the book of Numbers and some from Leviticus. And the reason is, is this is a rehearsal of the law. Now, why would Moses do this? Again, because it is a new generation and they're about to go into the promised land. Now, Moses is not going to get to lead them. Joshua, his protege, is going to lead him. But Joshua, his protege, the one who had been by his side, who had been on the mount with him, then he's going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. But Moses is not going to because of his disobedience and the way that he treated the miraculous act of water flowing from a rock. And you can read about that in the chapters previously. And so Moses is not going to be able to go into the promised land, and it's sad. Aaron's not going to go into the promised land, and that's sad. But the good news is, that a new generation is going in and they're going to have an opportunity to trust God and to not tempt God and test God like their fathers did. And so Moses is beginning to go over with them in chapter one, all that happened. And he starts from the very beginning and leads them through in a summary fashion. Now, most of what you're going to read in the book of Deuteronomy is going to be summarized. I believe this is why When we look at the three sections of the Hebrew Bible, which is the Torah, the first five books of the Bible that Moses wrote, you say, well, now, how do you know that Moses wrote that? When I was in school or I read of a documentary hypothesis that Wellhausen had put together, a German theologian, he said that there was a Yahwist and there was a one who stressed the name of Elohim and there was a, another that wrote Leviticus and all of these documentary hypotheses. And that's all they are is hypothesis. It could have happened this way. The reason I believe that Moses wrote it is because Jesus said he wrote it. 
and because the New Testament over and over again affirms the writings of Moses, the Torah, the law, the prophets, the writings, they all look to Moses as the one who wrote down the law of God, who wrote the Torah. And so Deuteronomy is the summary of all of the law. And in the Ketuvim, in the writings, you have the Psalms as a summary of the entire Bible. I've been asked before, if you could take one book of the Bible with you and only one book of the Bible, which would it be? Well, it would be the Psalms because it is a microcosm of the entire Bible. And every major Bible doctrine is in the book of Psalms, not just in incipient form and in shadow form. It is taught in in the book of Psalms. And so it is a microcosm of the entire Bible. That is in the writings. And then the section of the prophets, the Nevi'im, you have the golden mouth order in Isaiah. It's the longest of the prophecies, and it is the one that tells us more about the Messiah than any other. It tells us about the glory and the magnificence of God and the great grandeur of God, the gravitas of God. And so it's no wonder that when you look at all of the books that make up the Hebrew Bible and make up our English Bible, that from each division, Jesus quoted from one book more than any other. And that is why in the book of Deuteronomy, you have more quotes from Jesus out of Torah than any other book, because Moses summarized the law, and Jesus many times was trying to help people to understand his own people, the Jewish people, understand what Moses wrote, because Moses not only rehearsed the law, but in some degrees, he interpreted the law in the book of Deuteronomy that had written earlier and gave the significance of that. So Jesus would quote that. And then in the Nebim, of course, it was Isaiah. And when you look at the quotes in the New Testament of Jesus, he quoted many times from the book of Isaiah, as did the other writers of the New Testament. But the favorite book of Jesus was the hymn book of Israel. And the sweet psalmist of Israel dominated that book, King David, who was the predecessor of Jesus. And Jesus quoted from the Psalms more than any other book. I believe it was his favorite book. As I said, every major Bible doctrine is taught in the book. And so Deuteronomy is that summary book like Psalms is in the writings and like Isaiah is when it comes to Mashiach, to the Lord and and to who he would be and how he would act and what he would say between that and the Psalms, between Isaiah and the Psalms, it is incredible how much Jesus quoted those two books. But when he was quoting Torah, most of the time he quoted from the book of Deuteronomy. I'm often asked, what is your favorite chapter in the book of Deuteronomy? And it would have to be chapter 6. In chapter 6, you have the beautiful Shema, the Shema, as we would say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Now, we'll talk more about that when we get to that, but it is critical that we understand just how important this particular chapter is to the Jewish people, because it speaks of the mezuzah. 
of the doorpost and every Jewish hotel room that is in Israel that has any wise kosher, it's going to have a mezuzah, a doorpost that is a box with this passage of scripture or another passage of scripture. But for the Jewish people, it's going to be this. They touch that when they leave. Many times they will touch their fingers, two fingers, their index finger and their long finger. They will kiss their lips and then they will kiss, put their fingers on the mezuzah on the box that is on their homes where they enter and where they go out. It is just a reminder that the Lord God is the center of their life and he is the love of their life and they are a chosen people. And then you have the teflim, the phylacteries, as they're called in the New Testaments that's mentioned there, and where they are to teach and how they are to teach their children. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is my favorite chapter, hands down. But there are so many great chapters in the book of Deuteronomy. So as we go through this book, we're going to be blessed in every way as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.